uh, I did create a 13 page document well. for the best man. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it sounds like a lot. Are you type A by any chance? (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Guide to Brides, the wedding podcast. I'm Nikita from Team GFB. And if you're planning your wedding or helping someone who is, you're in the right place. Because I'll be discussing trends, practical planning tips and more with the help of some special guests along the way. So let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome back to Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. Today I am joined by the lovely Tim and Lizzie from Bougie Music and they're going to be telling us all about the do's and don'ts of your wedding music and live bands at your wedding. So, Tim and Lizzie, do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Absolutely. Uh, I'm Tim. And I'm Lizzie. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good introduction. Uh, So we're both musicians, so I play uh, keyboards and saxophone and Lizzie is a singer, a vocalist. And uh, that's where we really came from when we started Bougie Music, um, gaining lots of experience performing uh, at weddings and other celebrations. And then around five or six years ago, um, starting Bougie Music, um, which is a live music agency, um, providing live music for your wedding. Yeah, and we are called Bougie Music because we like to provide that extra wow factor at your wedding and just make it a real experience. And if you can't be bougie on your wedding day, when can you be bougie? Absolutely. Now, you mentioned that you're a live music agency. Can you just explain what that is for our listeners who might not be aware of that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It is a bit of a vague um, term. (laughs) Essentially, it just means um, providing bands, providing musicians, anything related to live music um, for your wedding. Um, So when, when you're looking for live music, you might often be dealing with the band directly. So speaking to the musicians, speaking to the performers. And um, whereas what we do is act as a go-between between between the band and between you as the couple and just bring that extra event experience. So from, um, you know, providing music for so many weddings and so many events, we can help you get the most out of your music, um, time it at the right part of the day and also help you find the right um, band. So we manage a few different bands and musicians. So rather than just being tied down to one style, um, you can um, have music from your ceremony all the way through your day. Uh, to the party vibes in the evening. Amazing. Now, you guys have been in the shoes of many of our couples who are watching or listening uh, to our podcast. Tell us why you started uh, your agency. Uh, Well, um, we started our agency because, like Lizzie said, uh, we wanted to bring that extra wow factor um, and not just have bands um, perform and play the music, but focus on that entertainment side as well. Um, So even though our bands all have different styles of music, um, what we try to bring through all of them is that entertainment factor, mm-hmm. coming into the crowd or really getting people involved. And you know, music is about feeling and making people um, really feel something and enjoy the moment. So just bringing that extra entertainment factor to the music is really what we're trying to do with Bougie Music. Yeah, there's lots of things that we get to do as well when we run our live music agency. We get to actually, um, instead of just you know, showing up and performing, we get to get to know the couples Mm. and build a rapport and like have a really fun experience um, building the day itself um, to make it what they want. Amazing. So we have talked about some do's and don'ts that we're going to discuss on the podcast today. So my first don't I've got here is don't make it a fight between the food and music. Your guests probably don't want to listen to a live rock band while eating dinner and catching up with friends. 
Well, that does sound pretty epic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's quite difficult to talk over that, isn't it? it yeah, is. and so, sing along. I guess it is like don't don't make it a fight between food and the music. What what do you mean by that? Uh, yeah, so I mean, your food and your live music um, will probably be two of the more expensive parts of your day, mm -hmm. um, and it's about getting the most out of both of them. Um, it's very difficult to compete with food as, <laughs> as a band, as a musician. Um, you know, if the bacon rolls are coming out at the same time as the band take to the stage, I mean, I'm going for the bacon roll, so uh, <laughs> I don't blame anyone else. Um, you just want to make sure that the timings throughout the day are scheduled so that you might have the, for example, your evening food scheduled in the band's break. So everyone's dancing, having a great time, then they can go and grab a little bit of food and then come back ready to go for another set. So it sounds simple, but there are so many elements that you have to program into your day, just making sure that um, all these different parts happen at different times and you're getting the most from each is really important. Yeah, because essentially that's what you want to do. You want to be able to get the most out of your day from each of the different um, suppliers and vendors and all the different things that you've spent so long meticulously finding this perfect part. You want them to fit together Nicely. like yeah. like a like a pizza. <laughs> no, not like a pizza. Well, like a, like a that's puzzle. That's why we do music and not food. Okay. That's uh, food is on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like like a puzzle. You know, you want everything to come together. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about um, in our sort of planning meeting for this, um, how to sort of keep the crowd engaged with, with that musician and the timing of the food and the music needing to be big, a big part of that to keep everyone engaged with what's going on. Um, can you tell us about how a couple might go about doing that and how they might think about those when it comes to the timings of the day? Mm -hmm. um, well, I think um, you just need to think about what what part of your wedding day is happening and whether you want the music to be taking center stage in that moment or whether you want it to be kind of providing an atmosphere in the background. So obviously for your evening, uh, when you want everyone up dancing, it's time for the band to really be the focal point and you don't want things happening at the same time. You want either the band playing or the food coming out or fireworks or whatever else you have planned. Um, for other parts of your day, such as drinks reception or your wedding breakfast, you might actually want the music to be kind of setting the scene underneath mm -hmm. and just creating that relaxing atmosphere. Um, so really it's just about timing the right style of music for the right part of the day, um, as well as you know coordinating the different parts of the day as well. So inevitably, things don't always go entirely to plan on a wedding day. You, you, you can promise you, you can meticulously plan it. It won't happen every instance. So, how do you build in a contingency for that? Is there something that your band or your agency can do to help lead that, that problem or get rid of the problem? Yeah, definitely um, building a contingency into your timings is really important. Um, on your wedding day, things won't all flow perfectly, um, whether it's a speech that overruns or maybe just dinner service takes a bit longer or you know guests filing into the wedding breakfast room just sitting down might not take that long. Uh, it might take too long, sorry. So um, you just want to make sure that there are those points in the day where you have an extra 10, 15, 20 minutes of time um, that kind of nothing is scheduled before the next main thing. So a bit of a contingency plan after your drinks reception, before the wedding breakfast starts, again after the wedding breakfast, before the evening party, just those extra bits of time uh, to make sure that if things do run behind a little on the day, you're not missing out on anything. Mm -hmm. Because the classic case would be 
things stack up as they run behind, you get to the live band of the evening, which is what a lot of people are waiting for, that moment when you can just relax, let your hair down, have a great time, and the band don't have enough time to play um, and fit their sets in because things have overrun earlier in the day. Yeah. So rather than- And being... you paid for that. Yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. And also it's really important to remember that that is not actually your, it can not actually be your job on the wedding day. Because yeah. you want to you wanna relax with your guests. You've got so many people there from all different walks of your life coming together on this one day. And it's like you walk in there and you're like, whoa, like this is everybody <laughs> in my life. Um, You've got first-hand experience of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so I, I think it's really important that you, this isn't an afterthought, and we always speak to couples and explain that. You know, it's really important that you communicate with your um, ushers or the bridal party um, and, it, and have some sort of idea of timings and what you're going to do with the day and who's going to take charge of it. Um, because I think you, you want to be swept away in the moment when you've spent so long planning for this special day. It needs to be you living in the moment and somebody else taking the reins. Um, just making sure 100%. that they're assertive. Um, do you want to tell Nikita about? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, for our wedding day, uh, I did create a 13-page document well. for the best man. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it sounds like a lot. Are you but... type A by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, but, to, um, I mean, it did mean that um, I was able to relax because yeah, <laughs> he totally. had to deal with everything. Poor guy. Um, <laughs> and, he's uh, moved to Australia now. <laughs> yeah, he's driven away. Shame about that. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, having, like Lizzie said, having someone within your bridal party, like my poor best man, to, um, you know, coordinate everything on the day is great and you can relax. But then also your suppliers... Um, they should be able to take the lead on the day and also make sure things yeah. are flowing correctly. And um, once you get to the evening um, and you've done your first dance, really it's down to the band. They're like the compare mm. for the evening. They should be able to um, you know, introduce things, make sure the set times flow okay, um, and that everything is timing right. And again, you should just be able to relax, enjoy, and let them handle that side of things. I've just remembered one more person and quite important, speak with your venue. Mm. Yeah. Speak to the well, people at your venue. They'll they? Have a, they, they may have a coordinator, they may not. It may be a dry hire mm -hmm. where there is no coordinator. Um, that In that instance, then there are other vendors that you can speak to, um, to to sort of work with their timings and what you plan for your layout of your day. But if you do have the luxury of a wedding coordinator, coordinator use them. Mm -hmm. um, they know what they're yeah. doing and they know where people can enter, exit, and how long it'll take to drive cars round, all of these factors that will go on behind the curtain yeah. <laughs> so that you can just relax and enjoy yeah, your day. Yeah, just be swept away. Let's run through a couple of people that um, you could possibly use. So you've got your wedding coordinator, yeah. you've got your Toastmaster as well, yes. if you're having yeah. a Toastmaster, yeah. um, your wedding planner or on-the-day coordinator that you might have hired externally, that's someone you can use. Um, would you guys, as the agency, be there on the day? Could you help with the music timings? Or Yeah, so, we always yeah. have a, you know someone who is leading the band mm -hmm. and they will be the person liaising between the venue and the planner and any other important suppliers. So another option that we can offer at Bougie Music is to provide the music for the whole day. Mm -hmm. um, so that can literally start just before the ceremony. So we're playing music as your guests enter into the room. Um, before the ceremony and then um, we can have a vocalist perform as you're walking up the aisle during the signing of the registers and then um, also exiting um, the ceremony and then um, the drinks reception then we could do we could provide the amplification for the speeches 
and then we can go into the first dance and have the band. So we we know the running of the day. We've done it, you know, countless times. Um, and so this is something that we love to talk to um, the couples about. We, know, we like to find out all about their day, what different factors. They might have a magician, they might have singing waiters. Like there's lots of different things, um, elements that we would speak to them about if we were there all day we would then in turn be able to help with the running because we are, um, you know, we would be keen to be in the right place at the right time yeah. when they need us musically. Um, and also we like to we like to do it very slickly behind, you know, the curtain again. Yeah, so you as the couple do not worry yeah. about that. that. Is, yeah, that's yeah. really important. You have to put trust in your suppliers and, and once the timings are organised, you know, with their expert advice, then just relax and let them handle it. Yeah. yeah. So following on from that, um, we are now going to think about uh, the type of music you'll have at the different parts of the day. So we've talked already about the fact that you can have, um, you know, you'll have some moments of the day where it's atmospheric behind what's going on, the ceremony, the drinks reception, and then some moments where the music will take precedence. Um, so can you walk me through a typical wedding day? Because obviously it's not always the same, but a typical wedding day um, for and how that will affect um, the sort of timings. Sure. Um, well, there's kind of three parts of the wedding day, really. Um, you have your ceremony to start with, and then there's the daytime part, which is often including a drink reception and a sit down meal, wedding breakfast. Um, and then you get to the evening, uh, which is the kind of party bit. So there's quite different styles of music that you might want to bring out the most important moments of each of those parts. For your ceremony, it's about creating that that magical feeling as you walk down the aisle, um, that upbeat song as you leave the ceremony. Um, you know, live music can really bring out um, the most emotion in those moments. And often, if you have a special song played live, it'll be something that whenever you hear that song, or whenever your guests hear that song, they'll always think of that moment when you got married, which is quite a special thing to carry your whole life. And just having that performed live really, um, you know, dars up the emotion in that moment. Mm. Um, so your ceremony music will be more, um, it will be a smaller group, it will be more acoustic or, um, yeah, a slightly more, uh, smaller style. And then for your daytime, again, like we were talking about earlier, you might want something that's a bit more background, just setting the scene, um, so some background live jazz or an acoustic duo, something like that, a string quartet. These are all different styles, but they all will create a nice relaxing atmosphere. And everybody is unique. Everybody has their own ideas of what makes their wedding day unique and personal to them. And it's our job to complement their ideas. Mm -hmm. So we will make sure that we have conversations with them where we have a f overall picture and we can help organize that special time for them. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, it could be background for that part of the day, but you could also want to just get the party started earlier, like with singing waiters or with something that's a more um, entertaining style of music, getting people dancing on their chairs at the wedding breakfast. So it can vary from, you know, depending on the style of wedding you want. Um, and really it's about thinking, what what do I want people to feel in that mm. moment? And then use, using live music to, um, you know, make that, make that happen. And we really have done them all. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen it all. <laughs> So, you know, it's just, we like to just create what what they envisage is their perfect day. Amazing. And how do you make sure that the music fits that couple's 
want for the atmosphere at that moment? Like, what kind of questions would you suggest they ask their music provider, whether they've gone with an agency or whether they've gone with separate individual musicians? What kind of questions should they be asking? Uh, yeah, um, I think that's definitely something you want to have a um, either a phone call or some sort of face-to-face, -face, like video calls are great nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, chat, with, yeah, <laughs> chat with them. Every day. <laughs> I love it. It's great. No, but it is genuinely um, great that we're now able to spend less time emailing and more time actually speaking to couples yeah. Yeah. Um, and seeing them and having a proper conversation. So really you should make the most of that and speak to your band or your musician um, at your agency and just, um, you know, express the kind of feeling that you want people to have, what part of the day you're looking for music for and what kind of music you enjoy, what kind of guests will be there. Um, that will give you a really good idea for what music fits. Um, and then um, definitely if you've got a few bands in mind, asking for their song list is a really great way. Mm. If they send you a song list and every song you listen to, you're thinking, yes, I love this, I love this. Obviously that's the right band. If you're listening through and it's not really doing it for you, then it's not the right band. Mm -hmm. So it sounds obvious, but just having that song list and being able to take the time away, go through and listen to the music and really imagine that part of your day and that music playing, does it feel right yeah. to you when you envisage it? If it does, then I think that's probably a good sign. There is also a compromise. Um, you could um, have a band that doesn't necessarily perform Garage from this bit of time of your life, um, but you can always integrate that into perhaps a DJ set. Right. So you can have a live band perform, you know, some of the more well-known tracks so that your Auntie Sue can get up and dance and your friend Dave from HR can have a <laughs> dance together on the dance floor. And then you can go um, onto the dance floor during the break or after the band has performed and dance to Flowers by Sweet Female Attitude. You know, <laughs> yeah. there, there is a compromise. Um, so, you know, you might not get um, everything you want in the band, mm. um, but you can always find something that can bring everything together. Yeah. Yeah. I think people worry with the live band that they might have like a moment of silence. That, that's not the case, like when, when you have the break. Um, so you can always have that sort of like, sort of pre-recorded music I would say from going on in the background during that break when the food's coming out you yeah, know exactly. making sure you've worked out the playlist that you're exactly. wanting um so in terms of the breaks in between the music and the live band playing how do you schedule them so what we go about doing is speaking with a couple and finding out their timings for the day um, and what they want to happen at certain times. Um, and we will um, make sure that it happens slickly around whatever they have planned. Um, so we can take um, a long break or a short break. Um, we generally um, have a certain amount of music we perform in the evening and then um, we can take, we can do three um, 40 minute sets or we can do two one hour sets, depending on how everybody is, um, how much is going on, whether the some food will be coming out or whether they have a magician or dancers or acrobats. There's lots of different aspects of their day that can, that, that can, you know, be so full, but we try and liaise with them and work it out around all of those things. And how long are the breaks? In, if, if you're going with a typical band set, how long would those breaks be? Um, I would say anywhere between 15 minutes or an hour. It really depends on the time of the day. So um, bands will typically play sets of 45 minutes to an hour in length. Mm -hmm. And then, so for example, your drinks reception, you might have shorter breaks because 
having uh, a long time without the band will be more obvious. It's earlier in the day. The whole point of the band being there is to create that relaxing atmosphere. So you wouldn't want maybe an hour break. But then in the evening, if you've got a party from 7.30 till midnight um, and the band's going to play three sets, there's still about two, two and a half hours of time um, you know, when the band aren't playing. And because there's so much going on in that evening, grabbing a drink, dancing, catching up with people, food coming out, those, and maybe people have had a little bit to drink, <laughs> uh, those breaks don't feel as long. So you might have a longer break, maybe 45 minutes or an hour or something. And actually it is something that people are often worried about. You know, I want the band to play all the time. And actually um, it, it works much better to have an hour set and then a decent break because um, you won't be able to keep people dancing non-stop for five hours. They yeah. need to go and get a drink. They need their food. They need to catch up. They just need to enjoy the grounds for half an hour. Absolutely. And if you if you paid for um, a DIY wedding and you've got yourself a, an external bar, external caterers, yeah. you've done all of this for the entertainment, you still want people to actually be able to enjoy those other elements as well, don't you? Yes, yes yeah. definitely. Um, you know, one of our bands is called The Rock and Strollers. Um, and they are um, unamplified. So they're not plugged in, they're not switched on. They are able to walk around all of your guests and just perform for them and take requests. And they are able to fit in very easily to different sections of the day because they're not plugged in and because they're not, they don't need any setup. They can literally show up and play and walk through your guests or, you know, just work out the venue and just keep everybody sort of buzzing. So we've just talked about um, that acoustic band that you've got. Uh, what was what were their names again? The Rock and Strollers. The Rock and Stro I love that. All yeah. our bands have very silly names. Oh, do they? Give us some. But fantastic names at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Rock and Strollers is the Romeo Acoustic Band. Uh, we have a show band, a party band called Uptown Showdown. That actually got t got renamed Uptown Lockdown during the local the recent uh yeah there weren't many showdowns going on were there no there weren't <laughs> uh we have a jazz band called miles high as well in tribute to miles nice. davis uh and um where it all started was uh, lizzie and i we had a an acoustic duo vocal and piano duo which we called crimson keys literally crimson, crimson keys. keys right very uh descriptive amazing so yeah silly name <laughs> silly but great yes um I think that acoustic band, and you, you talked about the unplugged part of that, brings us nicely onto one of our next points, is do think about any sound restrictions. Yeah. Um, so this is a big one, isn't it? Because it can have a big impact on the day if, if it's not even thought about at all. Yeah, and it's, it's something that you wouldn't necessarily have known before going and planning your wedding and booking a venue. You know, what are the sound restrictions that come with your event and your venue? Um, so... Essentially, um, you know, lots of venues are in areas where what goes on uh, volume-wise will have an impact on the surrounding area. And so um, it's relatively common nowadays for um, them to have um, details in their license around what they are and aren't allowed to do in terms of uh, the kind of music that can be played and how loud it can be. Uh, the most common one is um, for outside, you might not be allowed amplified music. So when I say amplified, I just mean anything that's plugged in, anything that has a microphone or a speaker. Um, that might not be allowed outside because obviously the sound carries and affects nearby residents, neighbours, etc. Um, and then even when you come inside, obviously parties tend to continue until a nice uh, late hour. Uh, and or so, early hour. Or early hour. Yes, so late <laughs> it's early. Depends, depends which way around you think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
often feels early. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, again, that is something that will might have an impact on people who are wanting to sleep and not party at one in the morning. So um, the venue might have restrictions around how loud music can be at certain times. Um, and um, the way that they measure that can vary quite a lot. It can be a member of staff with a handheld um, volume reader just coming out and saying, it's a bit loud, can you turn down please? But it can go all the way through to having a volume reader installed into the electrics of the venue. And if it's too loud for too long, the electrics cut, lights wow. go off, party uh, dies slightly. I like to call them the traffic lights. Yes. Because okay. um, literally as you're performing, there are three lights. And it, if it goes into the red section, it goes from green. Mm -hmm. I think it goes from green to well, like red. traffic lights. Like traffic lights. Yes, hence yeah. the <laughs> reason why I nicknamed it traffic lights. Um, but if it stays in the red um, for too long, it will just cut all the sound. And it is a very it's very much a vibe killer. It is a vibe killer, and it's uncomfortable. Um, and I think that making sure that you speak with your venue and having an understanding of that mm -hmm. and also speaking with your band. Um, now, it's very, it seems natural to think that the more musicians on stage, the more sound that's going to be, is, that is going to be created. Mm. Um, and that isn't um, true because you can have a different style of band. So you can have a heavy metal band or you can have a sweet soul band and the chances are the heavy metal band will keep it in the red zone longer um, if that was the sound limiter. Um, and so it's just really important to think about, speak with your um, music agency or the music vendor or the DJ or somebody about, um, you know, there are limits on the venue if there is, and um, you know, we might have to play more of this kind of style or, you know, it has to, work with your venue basically. Do you guys often have that conversation with the venue? So do you find out um, where, they're, where they're playing? Is it a historic house? Is it um, a barn? And actually speak to the venue directly to find that information. Yeah, definitely. Um, most of uh, the, the weddings that we play at, we're providing party music. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a live band in the evening, getting everyone dancing, which wants to be quite loud. So often one of the first things that we'll ask before even taking the booking is, you know, are there any sound restrictions at your venue? And often people won't necessarily know um, because it's not something you ask unless you know. Yeah. So they would then go back to the venue and just double check with them and come back to us either with no, it's fine, be as loud as you want, or maybe here are the restrictions. And we can then advise them at that point um, whether we think the band is gonna work. Mm -hmm. um, it's far worse to book the band and have them turn up and not be able to perform uh, you know, the style and the volume and the, the impact energy. that you want, yeah, yeah, the energy that you want, than it is to just say, I'm really sorry, but you're going to need to book a different style of band um, mm -hmm. for your wedding because of the, the restrictions at your venue. So I think in terms of advice for couples, if you've booked your venue, just ask them, ask them whether they have any sound restrictions and they'll be able to tell you straight away what they are um, if they haven't already. And then if you have booked your band as well, you can just go straight back to them and say, this is the deal you know, what is possible, what isn't possible, will it be okay? Um, and if you haven't booked your venue, just add it to your probably very long list of questions <laughs> that you have when you're going around. Um, if you really want a massive party with a big band, then probably it's fairly important that there are not any sound restrictions or at least that the limit is, is quite high. So again, yeah. that's something you can just um, double check. And also nobody is expecting you to be an expert on this. Yeah. No, you're not meant to know every single part of... That's your job. That's, yeah. yeah, exactly. The venue, and, the and, and whoever you go through to book your music, you know, 
they are, they are the people you speak to and you ask, and you ask for advice. Like, if you're going to spend that much money on something, you deserve to get the very best advice. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. Say I'm a couple and I have booked my venue and I really want this like band that's a very high energy party band. Is there any way that the sound could be potentially adapted to meet the sound restrictions if I find out last minute? I think it just depends what the restrictions are. That's mm -hmm. the difficulty because they can vary so much. Um, it can be um, a certain volume, um, you know, a decibel limit, or it can even be, you know, that um, bass in particular is trigger tip, triggering the sound limiter. So, you know, you could turn the bass down um, and have a, a higher volume and still Hot the rods. sound limiter would be okay. Yeah, the drummer the drummer is often the problem. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Poor drummers. Yeah, uh, specific to this, not in all cases. Um, oh, so <laughs> you can have the drums, um, you can play with an electric drum kit, for example. Some bands will have an electric mm. drum kit. Or like Lizzie said, hot rods, which are kind of um, uh, less loud drumsticks um, that you can use. Um, but it really just depends a bit on the band and what they can do, but also the restrictions themselves. Um, and that's why it's best to just ask your band or your venue, you know, if they have bands there all the time and there's no problems, then you can be pretty safe with that as well. Um, and if um, uh, the band will also be able to advise you, they'll have worked at venues that will have similar restrictions in the past and they'll know whether it went well or, or what is possible. So the next one I've got on here is do think about the style of music that you're going to have. So I've got think about the different aspects of the day and where you think the music will fit in and be needed. So the overall flow of a wedding day, it's generally it's quite typically the same, as you said earlier, a bit more relaxed in the day, atmospheric, and then at the end of the evening it's the big party. Um, Styles of music then, what would you suggest for the ceremony? Let's, let's go, let's go chronologically here. <laughs> uh, yeah, ceremony. So, I mean, you'll probably want to pair the style of music that you're having with the kind of style of ceremony and, and venue. So a more traditional venue might, or a church, you might lean more towards a string quartet or a choir, something that's mm -hmm. more traditional. Um, if you're at a more modern venue or having a more modern style ceremony, then you might have more modern style music, maybe a singer with a guitar, um, or something like that, or a saxophone. Um, I'm biased as a saxophonist, <laughs> but it uh, can work great for ceremony music. Um, so yeah, just looking to pair um, the style of um, wedding that you're having with the style of music. And because there's so many different options, um, and most musicians will be able to kind of craft whatever song you want to their instrument or to their style. And you're not really limited by the songs that you want. You can just ask your um, you know the band and the style that you're booking to, to play that live and learn it for you and usually they'll be able to do that and they tend to run really strictly really slickly on the day um, the coordination between the um, the priest or the celebrant or whoever is conducting the wedding the communication between the musician and that person mm. is really key in making sure that the music comes in at the right time and the music stops at the right time and it flows naturally mm -hmm. it's a very natural personal unique moment that you're about to experience and I feel like it needs to flow beautifully and effortlessly and elegantly and so 
um, you know, there is a really, that's the advantage of having somebody in control of your wedding on your wedding day from a music perspective, because they can, they know that information, that they know that they need to liaise with this person. Um, and if, for instance, we went to a wedding recently where, um, in fact, one of the ushers last minute was told to control the music, um, and bless him, just before the bridal exit, just turned it on to max, and it was like halfway through the song, and then panicked, pressed stop, and the couple both stopped, and then the, and then no one knew what was going to happen, and it was all a bit was not that slick. Um, mm. And you can imagine we are sitting on our hands, like just feeling like so, like oh, we could have saved the day there if we'd have been booked to do the wedding. <laughs> But um, yeah, so there are there are real advantages to, to having somebody control that aspect of the day. Brilliant. And let's go to the next point then. So the drink reception and the wedding breakfast. What kind of music styles might a couple want in that moment? I feel like for the daytime part, you're really choosing between music that sets the scene and helps relax people or music that is kind of bringing the atmosphere up and getting everyone mm -hmm you know, celebrating straight away. Um, so if you have, like we were talking earlier with the Rock and Strollers, they're a lot more uh, interactive and engaging and they'll go up to guests and kind of get them singing along and dancing along. So even though it's earlier in the day, it's still bringing that party atmosphere. Mm -hmm. But if you just want something to set the scene in the background, like a jazz band or again, a string quartet or some strings, something like that, um, that will just be about creating an atmosphere and letting people kind of just talk and relax over the top of it. Um, so if you just think about what you want going on, um, whether you want more of a party atmosphere or whether you want more relaxing, again, the style of music will want to match that. And you might want different things for your drinks reception and your wedding breakfast. You might want relaxing during your wedding breakfast, but something more interactive and fun in your drinks reception to keep your guests entertained while photographs are happening, something mm -hmm. like that. Brilliant. And and then we move nicely on to the evening, which, you know, we said is generally the party atmosphere. I guess the music style, again, will depend on your own taste. I mean, we talked earlier about how, you know, you can have a heavy metal band. If you mm -hmm. really wanted to for your wedding, yeah. you can have a heavy metal band if that's your style. It's your day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of music would you then suggest there? Would you suggest big piece bands? Would you suggest sort of DJ live music combos? Well, as I said before, you know, it's your day. Mm. Have them all if you want. Like <laughs> whatever your budget is, like work out your budget and what you're, you're willing to spend on the music side of things and then just tailor it to what you love, what you and your partner love. Um, you know, and we can help people through that process. You know, we have had events where we've, you know, not just weddings where, you know, they want to throw everything at it and we can organize that, you know. Um, there is no just one thing that you can pick for the day it, it can it can be many different things um, i think the most you know the most popular style of band is your traditional wedding band that mm -hmm. plays you know quite crowd pleasing songs soul motown pop disco you know the songs that people know that keep cropping up in adverts and in films year after year so they appeal to all generations um you know your 20 somethings to your to your grannies everyone knows them um so a lot of wedding bands will play that kind of similar repertoire. But then, as you said, if you have a particular style that you really love, um, you can bring that out in your band. So it could be something like a Kaylee or a metal band or uh, an up-tempo swing band. Um, that can be a great way to style your wedding and really make it more personal. Mm. So it's just a combination of 
you know, pleasing your guests with something that they'll all enjoy, but also expressing your personality in the kind of music that you want to have at your wedding. So now there are lots of different things happening in popular culture at the moment, like the new Baz Luhrmann, uh, Elvis Presley biopic that's coming out soon. Um, I foresee some trends based on things like that. So I'm thinking, you know, some more Elvis being played at weddings, you know, um, what's that song? <laughs> that one, yeah. Always a popular wedding song. Uh, I can't help falling in love with you. Yeah. That I know. I think one of my uh, one of my friends actually walked down the aisle to that song. I think yeah. it's going to get even more popular now. Yeah. yeah. Anything else that you guys envision as becoming a bit of a trend? Um, so I, so there are there are some trends that are set to stay. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, the final song of the um, evening, which we quite often do, is "I've Had the Time of My Life" from Dirty Dancing. Oh, yes. And it is very funny <laughs> watching how many people do go for the lift. Yeah. And how it's many people... Rate is not high. It's not high, but it's very fun to watch. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. Um, but, you know, it, we do see it with film releases and things like that. Um, uh, the film with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Um, um, in, in The, the Shallow. Shallow. Yes. The yes. Star is Born. Yeah. The Shallow song. Um, people love that song. Yeah. Um, We've had it with Twilight as well. Twilight, There's yeah. There's a few songs oh, from yes. Twilight that work really years. well for, yeah, yeah. The, uh, Christina Perry one. Um, and even some instrumental, uh, you know, moments from that we've played for ceremonies before. So I think it shows the power of film. You know, yeah. when you see a romantic moment in a film yeah. and then can envisage that moment in your wedding day, it's very powerful. So anything that comes up in film and TV is always going to be something that's popularly requested. But I also keep my eye on the Ed Sheeran and Adele releases. (laughs) Yeah. Because nine times out of ten. First dance. It's going to be one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So do do you guys um, learn those well in advance where you think, right, that one is going to be a first dance song? Yeah, for sure. I think you can Um, tell when the song's The words, yeah, you can tell when the words, um, you listen to the words and they they just fit perfectly with a wedding. and um, yeah, and because they're played all the time, people are creating memories. Yeah, hearing like, them. And hearing them. Uh, they are the soundtrack of their lives. So yeah. they, they want them at their wedding. Yeah. Thank you both so much for joining us on the podcast today. I really hope that you've enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. Um, I think let's, let's wrap this up by going through those do's and don'ts like quite quick fire. So I think there was um, don't forget the sound restrictions. Yep, very important. Speak to your venue and speak to your musicians. Yep. Um, do think about the timings of your day and how the music fits into that Um, do think about the type of music that you are wanting to have on your day Um, what else was there yes because with that you know the type of music you know it's your wedding day don't feel like you have to go with the normal trends don't have to go with what you see on Instagram do what is right for you there's some more do's and don'ts there And finally, don't make it a fight between food and music. No, it's uh, even as, you know, experienced musicians, it's a fight we're not going to win. <laughs> yes, we're going to go have some cookies in a moment <laughs> to, to celebrate, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Thank you so much to all of you who have either watched on YouTube today or listened on any podcast streaming platforms. There will be more information about bougie music and uh, links to relevant articles in the show notes for this on guidesforbrides.co.uk forward slash podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode, but in the meantime, make sure you're following us at Guides for Brides on social media. Thanks again to the wonderful Tim and Lizzie from Bougie Music for joining us. Their social media will also be linked in those show notes and we'll be seeing you again in a couple of weeks.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. Head over to guidesforbrides.co.uk to continue your wedding planning. And don't forget to like, follow and subscribe on our social media channels at Guides for Brides.